0: Hello, I'm Curtis Griffith,
1: and I'm Julie Wilfong,
0: and we're there,
1: there will, will be, be gorgons. gorgons.
0: This episode of the Music Dicks is brought to you by Crooked Fest. Crooked Fest is held at 112 Corley Road, Bellington, West Virginia, and you're
2: going to hear some sweet bands such as Dearborn, There Will Be Gorgons, Howlin Hollow, Kelsey Jeffries, Five and Dom, Kayla Medlin, Hallion, and Josh Fonzme in the Crooked Roots.
1: Admission is $10. Bring your own food and beverages, and we'll see you there. Yep.
2: What's going on, guys?
1: Hey, how's it going? Hey. We're doing pretty good over here.
2: They're doing pretty good. Pretty good.
0: Took a wrong turn. Drove in the middle of fucking nowhere, though. It kind of sucked. But Took we
1: got here. Wrong
0: got turn.
2: Here, Just like the movie, except you guys are here safe and sound. <laughs> mm. Tristan's here, too. You're going to say hello, Tristan? And What's going on? You got your headset down, like your microphone headset, like you're going to play some video games later?
3: Mm. That's not good. <laughs> That's going to bump it in the mic. So the
2: voices that are completely unbeknownst to you, other than reading the title, are... Hey, I'm Curtis Griffith.
1: And I'm Julie Wilfong.
2: Boom. And we are, there There will will be Gorgons. gorgons. There will be Gorgons. (laughs) Boom. 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 (laughs) And just so you guys know, they will be playing at Crooked Fest, which is going to be on July 18th. Hopefully you guys know about that already. If you don't, you'll know about it before it happens. Hella stove. Trust me.
0: Hella stove. So
2: anyway, we're basically going to be talking to these two about... Their music about, you know, their plans and music about all that kind of stuff. Um, hopefully you're interested. If not, then you can, you know, skip to the next fuck episode. <laughs> you can fuck right off. There you go. He's got it. Tristan, you're awful
3: quiet today, man. So, what'd you guys get started the music?
2: <laughs> you just come uh, off with a question yeah. like that? Her brother actually
0: taught me guitar. <laughs> really? Yeah, okay. way okay. back in the day. Playing that's that's like weird,
2: man, because, like, not being a guitar player or anything, but like to be in the same band together. Mm-hmm. And her brother taught you guitar. That's pretty yeah, cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, that's how we're friends actually. He was, you know, he's best friends with my brother, but I'm actually a big I started out as a big band nerd.
2: <laughs> okay. So band nerd meaning like high school band, obviously, or like were you straight middle school through high school?
1: Middle school through high really? school. Where'd you go to high school at? Uh, RCB. RCB? Yeah. Where'd you go to high school at man?
2: R C B as well. Oh, you both went to R C B. What years? Eleven.
1: Twenty fifteen.
2: 15, so you're a youngin'.
1: When I say that, I don't, I don't mean
2: it as, like, fucking 16 years <laughs> old, but you're younger than, than I, I guess I should say, because you graduated a year after me, man. Um, 28. Yeah, 28. Well, you're older than me, too, so we won't discuss why you're I'm just kidding. Ah, <laughs> but, i fucked up. So Go I fucked up. Go to school, kids. So, I mean, you learn guitar from her brother. Does, does your brother still play? You know, like, is he, is he in a band? or? Yeah, he's
0: getting married. I just visited him, and uh, he lives in Colorado now.
2: He lives in Colorado?
0: Yeah, and he we were jammed a little bit when I we was down there.
2: That's yeah. cool. I've never been to Colorado. heard the weed's good. <laughs> I hear a lot Maybe. of good things about Colorado, Yeah, actually. a lot of good things, yeah. Wouldn't, no. Not too many problems about Well, that's good what? for you, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, to listeners, because we've heard your music, Tristan and I, to listeners that haven't heard your music... Mm. And that maybe would be coming to this festival that we're having here on July 18th. Like, what would you guys describe yourself as? Not just genre, because I feel like genre is kind of like a, it's a really wide spectrum. Like, I could say like, oh yeah, we play jam band music, but like, yeah. we don't sound like fish. You know what I mean? Right. What do you guys so sound like, like? Yeah. What do you think? Because that's hard too, but like, what do you, what do you think you sound like?
0: Well, uh, my two favorite bands are Co and Cambria and Tenacious D, and I feel like okay. it's really difficult to like imagine those two together, but... it's pretty <laughs> sick, though.
2: That's, of... that's really, really, it's really random. Epicness. It's a very
3: broad yeah. concept. It's a lot of epicness, for sure.
2: With Tenacious D being like a favorite, I assume that you have a pick of Destiny to play with when you guys are on stage? Uh, no, <laughs> I don't. You don't? I,
0: oh, why would you... My mom got me this like she knows I love code and camera and she got me this golden uh, fucking uh, it's got the keywork on it pick and I just think if you should never get good picks because you're gonna lose them. You
2: this is I mean?
3: true. Why? See, I don't you have to, I don't like, put lose one of the case.
2: My problem is is that I, I use them so much mm. that the point that's on a pick becomes so rounded uh, that it's like oh, how do you not lose I'll just picks? use my fucking finger because my fingers round. It's true. How do I not lose picks? Do you yeah. know, you know the 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 uh, the pocket right? It's mm-hmm. it's supposedly your pocket watch pocket. Yeah, that's a pick pocket, man. I don't. I lose mean, every anything. one
3: of my jeans have picks in it. So do that's they? fair. Yeah, yeah, probably. I
2: mean, you would think you'd be a better guitar player, but anyway, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Tristan's a very very great. He's good at guitar hero. Okay. (laughs) Sure. But so that what what do you think? I mean, not to try to separate your guys' views as what your band sounds like, but what do you think? Like what do you
1: I think, you know, really a big part of our band is just having fun with it. You know, we like to go off on random ideas a lot and, you know, funny. We like to do a lot of funny stuff, but then we can be serious too. So it's just whatever we're feeling at the moment.
2: I feel like it's really hard, like, not that you guys are put on the spot here, because we are interviewing you, yeah. but like, if you asked me that same question, it's like, it's it's hard to kind of, because you want to be you, you know what I mean, at the end of the day? Yeah. So it's kind of kind of hard to say, hey, I sound like this person, or I think we sound like this person. To
0: put, put it in fair. a box, I'd say alt rock. Just alt-rock. Yeah, alt-rock. You know I mean? Math
1: rock. We do a lot of- I uh, love taps. I got really taps, into tapping. Yeah. So did you, did you that's
0: say math like, rock? Yeah, like yeah. Guitar, yeah. guitar tapping and open tuning. We like
1: to do technical stuff Oh, sometimes. so you guys that's are
0: doing crazy. open tunings and stuff? Not on this album, but we do a few tapping parts, but it's not very highlighted. It's hard to write that kind of shit, but I'm really into it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is, is hard jamming. to write and record so, that kind of shit. For sure. so Recording it is so hard. So it obviously,
2: really we we already talked about this prior, but you have an EP coming out, or is it a full album? Mm, an EP?
0: It's about, like, uh, 35 f- minutes long. How many
2: tracks? Five? 13. 13 tracks? 13 tracks. Mm, yep. We have a lot oh, of, really? like,
0: short interlude short. tracks.
2: That's cool, man. I know a lot of bands that do that. I mean, I'm a huge Dave Matthews band fan, and they have a lot of that, like, interlude type stuff where it's, like, a short 15, 20 second yeah. thing. They're all singers,
1: home. though. That's yeah. the real thing. Well, yeah.
2: <laughs> and, I mean it's kind of hard to judge a song by the the length of it you know what I mean mm, yeah because like you'll hear like I'm a huge jam band fan and we and you talked about this before you like jam bands as well it's like I love that 10 15 minute pulled out version of a song to where like some people are like Jesus what's going on here yeah
0: <laughs> for me personally when I'm writing it I have like a really bad like attention span so I just get bored. And I'm like, I feel like I'm playing this too many times. So yeah. then I just go into the next riff. Yeah. No. We
1: keep it short and simple for the album. But then when we're playing it live, yeah. that's when we just grow and grow on it. And that's when the best ideas come out.
2: No, you're absolutely right. And like, uh, it's funny that you say that because that's 100% how I feel. Like, there's those bands that you listen to that are really good in the studio mm. that aren't going to differ much when they play live. But then there's those bands, and I hate to bring them up again, but like Dave Matthews. I love their studio cuts, but when they play live, you got like 15, 20 minute versions of songs. It's it's kind of hard to because we have an album out. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple Music. All that stuff. It's selfless promotion there, but like <laughs> okay, I'm gonna check that shit out. Yeah, but you like you should too. Exactly. Thank you very much. Thank you. But you know, we we had to go in the studio in mind that like if we're gonna put this stuff on the radio. Nobody's gonna play a twelve-minute song on the radio. You got to keep that stuff to three to four minutes, unless you're listening to like a campus station or something like mm-hmm. that. You know what I mean? Like those stations aren't gonna play any more than like really today nowadays. It's like a three-minute single. Like that's it.
0: So do you guys have long songs? Um, no. I think our longest song in this
2: one is like three minutes long. Okay, that's not bad. But yeah. with saying that, is it like that's just what the song is? Meaning, like, when you, like it it live, when you play it live, but when you play when I'm saying when you play it live, is it just the same thing or like where you said it kind of grows? Like, are you gonna? experiment with that or is it just like straight what you do in the studio is what you're going to do live
0: no we do a few things because i do a lot of guitar layering but we only have i'm the only guitarist yeah i feel
2: your pain there i'm the same thing with my man we have a saxophone player it's like saxophone another guitar player we'll put a saxophone player i lost
0: my looper pedal too i'm about to reinvest but
2: jam man uh 2000 i got a jam man express uh xt i believe what it's called there's one yes. button on it. It's all I need.
0: Yes. It works so good. I had this one jam man looper pedal and it just it was hard to kill quickly. Is it because you, you know had I mean? a double, double top? tap? That's Mine exactly what I exact use, way. but I've
2: grown so accustomed to it that I know exactly how to use it. <laughs> Maybe yeah, I um, just more practice. The it's answer really a pain is always the, the ass, so, ass, I don't man. not to talk to guitar tech too much, um but have you ever heard of the Line 6 M13? It's a big mm. multi-processing effects pedal. That's what I use. So I went from using like seven pedals a night to, fuck that. Okay, I went from using you know. <laughs> you're saying fuck that to seven pedals. Yeah, because multi. No, don't, yeah. But time out. Like, how many bands do you see? Or like somebody will be in a band, they'll take a picture of their pre-show setup, and there's oh, like yeah. fucking eighteen pedals. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, and I truly it's a distinct believe sound that. For no, sure, absolutely. And you can
3: play around with it, and sometimes it's easier when you when you have a very distinct absolutely. sound that you don't play with. Like you, for instance, I could very well see why you would do that. Like you play around with, like you said, what like eight to nine, you know, ten tones.
2: Ouch. Yeah, I thought For you were sure. about to insult me terribly. No, <laughs> but like,
3: you don't necessarily go through, you know, 25 tones in a show. You I know can I mean? if I want to. but that's Yeah, fine. but you don't have but to. But like,
2: why I use all them when well, I can use one? But what I was exactly. trying to get at is that that line 6M13 has a built in looper. Mm. So not only do I use that built in looper on my effects pedal, but I have a looper on the side as well because I run a, um ABY mm. to where. I plug one guitar line in, but one line goes to my equalizer for my like acoustic effects and the other one goes to my P V amplifier. So I have two different tones at the touch of a button. So then I can not only play distortion and loop my leads, mm. but I can loop my acoustic stuff. But like I said, like it's loopers are really weird, man. I've talked to a lot of people that don't believe in them, but I really truly feel as somebody that uses loopers, like If you can get used to them, like, they help a ton. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, like, even when practicing comes in mind, like, you can practice to, like, a jam track on YouTube... Mm. but like what's better than practicing to your own rhythmic playing yeah exactly because that's what you're going to be playing to every night
0: great um, way to write songs as
2: well
1: oh absolutely yeah.
2: absolutely especially like getting hooks and melodies and stuff when your guitar playing comes in mind absolutely
1: and not only do we have uh, aspirations of getting this looper pedal back in action but we also with recording our own music we mess around with the MIDI keyboard a lot and we mm. do yeah. a lot of unique sounds with that so hopefully one day we're able to get a laptop set up in our live shows
3: MIDI keyboards and- are like a whole
2: new option it's
3: it just takes like what any normal keyboard like a Roland could do and just like amplifies it amplifies by 10,000 like so, you can do yeah. anything with these things
2: it makes it very versatile where you're not just like that you play guitar That's you play bass cool, you play man. drums it's you know
1: crucial what I mean? as a three-piece band you know especially you know not that we're opposed to adding more pieces to our band but I think it just complicated so that when you start adding more people and then mm. us three work together very well yep. I think and
2: it's very very hard yeah. to bring another person into something that already works well. It always yeah. is. Uh, <laughs> I'm just three saying. people can barely work together. Yeah, not to not to like compare them, but I'm just saying like two people compared to three, it's a different story. But yeah. um, no, I understand completely what you're saying there. So like my next question would be where because you have this EP coming out, mm-hmm. was it all self recorded like by you guys or? Yep, all DIY. So. When you say that, like, what, what's your recording process like? Is it like you guys are all there doing everything live, no, or it's cut by cut by it's cut?
0: Certainly, cut by cut by cut. Yeah, I jam at my place and I'll record uh, some guitar lines.
2: This sounds and too then, much like me already because yeah, that's exactly what we do with my band. Maybe
0: throw in a beat in there. Uh, and sometimes we keep we've kept we kept like a few of those beats that I, I recorded on the MIDI myself, but she recorded most of the beats. She's the beat maker. She's a beat maker. Yeah, she huh? makes beats. So, yeah. what did you play in uh, high school?
1: Uh, I started out clarinet. I would, you know, I'm c- I would consider myself a multi instrumentalist. Yeah, that's really cool because
2: okay. Tristan started out on the recorder. <laughs> it's, it's, it's
1: very useful uh, <laughs> to have, you know, when you can Way read music forward. like that. Oh,
2: don't yeah. fucking try to talk him up. I just, I joke because I, I give, I I'll give play Tristan all kinds of shit. Stuff. He does.
3: Mm-hmm. He gives me a lot of shit. It's but so cool. <laughs> it's okay. That means you're good friends. Yeah, right? we
2: are. We kind of like each other a little bit, but like so. Did you look at it as? Because I've been in this situation where you guys are, where you did it all yourself. Was it mm. just like? And I don't want to like hearken too much on the reason why, but like, was it a money thing? Was it like I think we can do it ourselves and kind of accomplish what we want to do? Or
0: I definitely think with the technology that's out today, anybody can record pretty solid level music on their own. And well, uh,
2: yeah, because that's what SoundCloud rappers are exactly. for. Exactly, that's, that's my point I, about I, that's
0: it. All I'm on is SoundCloud. Yeah, my, the Gorgons is only on SoundCloud.
2: I agree to that to an extent, but. I feel like... I mean, you can get... Don't don't get me wrong, yeah.
3: Studio quality and, shit, I mean, with people that really know what they're doing. Not but that I want to cut Tristan most off. Most music isn't even that today.
2: Yeah, no, exactly. Most music's not done on instruments. But <laughs> what I was trying to get at, like, it's it's very, very tough to... Learn something? I don't know. Like, were you guys? I mean, you're. Sh- I'm assuming you're doing all the mixing and editing mm-hmm. yourself, right?
0: Yeah, all the. Mixing and this
2: and is,
1: editing. uh, you know, we're getting. This is pretty much where we first started with this. That's I mean, like we've learning with their instrument almost. Yeah, we started and recording and on our own individually before this, but uh, you know, this has been an incredibly difficult learning process for us. First,
0: I tried to get Cubase. Uh, you know the the editing, the, yeah. the DAW, and uh, but it needs like a like a. A USB, so, what's it called again? So, I, I purged it from my mind well, because I was so but, angry when I e e-licenser, the USB oh, e licensor. Okay. Yeah, I know what you mean. And it did not come with my so, audio interface. Yeah, with the Cubase. So I was like, you have oh, to buy have this Cubase. $40 okay, thing. Yeah.
2: And I was like, what? So, I am not buying that. I don't know what you guys use to record on. But I can tell you right now, not that we're sponsored by them at all or anything, but Audacity, I've used since I was in fifth grade. Knuckle up on like that, Like, straight bro. up, fifth grade, I've used Audacity. And guess what we're recording this podcast on right now? Audacity. Audacity. Because if you know what you're doing, not that I'm saying that we sound like the greatest number one podcast. We don't sound like the Joe Rogan podcast. Don't get me wrong. I don't have that money. But we sound good enough to listen to where you're not like, oh, my God, this sounds so bad that I don't Dude, want to listen Dude, he doesn't to it
3: put anymore. shit into that podcast. No. Realistically. That man probably has. all the has- money. That that man probably has
2: three grand in that fucking it's young podcast, Jamie. Dude, that's there's more, no way more than I have. But anyway, yeah, this um, is true. But we, that's not much.
1: We use a GarageBand, uh, but you know, I've we've found I going through it that there has been some limitation. It's mostly for the accessibility. You know, it's very easy to record yes. something and have it there, but then yeah. you get kind of a limitation with your sound sometimes. If
0: you go from Audacity to GarageBand, it's literally like going monster. from a beat up bicycle to like you know. Uh, like a fucking Heelys. Comari- I don't well, know.
2: Here's the thing. Not that I want to like speak too much on my like learning like curve of audacity, but like I've taken the time to sit down and watch those hour, hour and a half YouTube videos oh, yeah. on like how so. to use audacity. And there's still plenty of things that I could do that would be a lot more time consuming to make stuff sound better. But I know how to do what I need to do to make it sound Listenable You exactly. know what I mean Yeah I mean, Our at the end first of the day, people EP started recorded on Audacity Really Yeah mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think I've never heard anything Off the first EP So yeah. Not to You know Continue on talking About what we record on But like How long have you guys As a three piece Been together Six seven months.
1: Yeah, something like that. I mean, so you
2: say your first EP. What do you mean by first? Like you it recorded another one. Six. Oh, it was all it was you. All me. Like yeah. playing every instrument or just we, guitar. We
1: meant to collaborate on that, but uh, you know, we just weren't as serious about it when we first started. And Curtis definitely and then I, when slammed I cranked, all that out. And
0: when I cranked those out, we I, I got my drummer to. <laughs> we recorded the drums acoustically on like just one condenser mic. They kind of. I mean, it, it's definitely like a lower grade. Uh, you know, sound quality, then the new sh- the new stuff sounds way better, in my opinion.
2: Well, not to give a selfless plug to Joel up in Buffalo, New York, but if you guys decide to like you want to take a studio, I mm. got a buddy in Buffalo. That's where we record our album. It's super professional as, as professional can be. It
3: sounds so fucking good there, it but really it's does. also
2: very laid back to where like you don't feel like you're in this like high dollar studio where like no. your time is money. I mean it is in the essence; it really is time is money. But like he's a very good guy, but he's for super down to earth. Like if you guys go to record something else, like I said, self is plugged for Joel up there because he he knows what he's doing. But it can be really hard doing everything yourself because as I edit this podcast and as you edit, or I don't know who's doing all the edits on your music. Is it you?
1: it's all of us Makes all sense of it. it's a so collaborative like, effort as
2: of right now Tristan's a like he's a slouch and he doesn't edit anything shit yeah. I don't have a laptop I, come I on everything. Tristan so like, fudge exactly so <laughs> it gets really really hard to edit stuff that's you you know what I mean yeah because you're like the hardest the critic of yourself is you oh for sure you know yeah. what I mean and I, I, I feel the same way when we do this because I'm like oh my god my voice sounds terrible mm. this sounds terrible and it's like but having somebody that's knowledgeable about music and that's not you, where you don't have to listen to your voice over and over mm. and do these edits, it helps a lot. Because, but, oh, go ahead.
1: Just, you know, I think we have that within ourselves, to be quite honest. Just,
2: to be like very critical and be like, hey, we need to do this again. Or yeah, like, hey, we're that really, doesn't sound right.
1: We're collaborative, but then we can also take criticism from each other because we know that each of us has something to bring to the mm. table individually. That's a
2: that, that's really good aesthetic you keep to have.
0: Your ego, yeah. I mean, so you got to be able to be like, yeah, that sounds like shit, and you got to go process. It. That yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> like hey, we can do that better. And mm-hmm. you know,
1: we've only been a band for uh, seven months or whatever, like you said. But we've all known each other for probably going on ten years now, and just we've so, all jammed in separate projects, our own, just yeah. yeah, messing around. So we're good at working with each other. The entire genuinely. writing and
0: recording process for this last for this upcoming uh, EP was only like three four months because I have so many riffs, like in my brain, and I'm sure you do too. You know No, what I, mean? I know what you mean. Absolutely. You've written and forgot them and then relearned them and then they come back. Well, and as I, a musician,
2: know. I'm very firm on the fact that I've forgotten more music than I know. Absolutely. <laughs> I you know I what decided. I mean? Like 10
0: times
3: more it's music. Like,
2: yeah, because I've been playing guitar since I was like 13, mm-hmm. 12, 13. Like, I, there's songs that like people will be like, oh yeah, I know how to play that, but then I try to play it and like I have no idea. Yep, you forget. So... You guys, not to like put you on the spot, but you said you've played one show like mm. at, out in public. Yes, was that at the Brewstal?
0: It was because
2: I assume that just because you guys have an upcoming show, not to plug that show as well, but yes. an upcoming show with Hallian.
0: Yes, and Vulgar Royalty.
2: Vulgar Royalty. See, yeah. I don't know them. I, Hallian is a uh, a buddy that I went to high school with. Casey, I went to high school with him. I've known him for years mm. um, through the ups and downs. Casey, if you're listening, but like, um. What was your, because I've played the Brewstool before. How was that? Oh, it was so awesome. Yeah? Yeah, super great. I mean, if you're crowd. a beer drinker like I am, which I assume you are, like, it's a great place for that as well. Yeah, they got yeah. loads of nice craft beers, and, and apparently we're playing on the rooftop.
1: Woo. Yeah, very friendly people there, make you feel yeah. at home instantly when you I, get there. I'm scared
2: of heights, so <laughs> I've, been, I've been on the rooftop, like, I'll have somebody like, you want to go drink a beer on the rooftop? Nah, I'm good. I didn't even know they had a rooftop. Yeah, it's crazy, because those stairs, like, they're at, like, such an angle, like, if you really, you got to go up there sober, because if you come down drunk, you're going to be oh, fucking the gear. <laughs> um, my buddies in Worst Kept Secret have played a rooftop show there. Um... So with like with you guys playing like one show, you guys are playing Crooked Fest. Mm-hmm. So and that's not—I don't want to say that's a big reason why we had you on, but not only that, we want to promote you guys, but we want to promote the bands that are going to be on this festival. And Tristan is is helping out with the festival too. Yeah, not that he's playing in any bands, but he's kind of going to be those that volunteer out there, like hey, you need this plugged in? I'm, I'm going to do, do anything you need to do. Oh really? You Hear that everybody out there right. listening? He's going to do anything that you need him to do.
0: Let's get you on a celeb sh- uh, shred guest shredding i could do it
2: guest shredding i could do it (laughs) let me get my rp80 out okay (laughs) no but um you know with you guys only playing one show like i i'm kind of i don't want to think for you but like how does that because i don't this could be a huge success or this could be a huge failure depending on how josh does
1: like how do you guys Uh. set
2: like are you excited for this? Are you? Yeah, I'm stoked. <laughs> stoked. Yeah. Sure.
1: We we practice uh, once a week, even when we're not playing See,
2: shows. That's good for like, you guys because it's very very tough to fit that into your schedule. Yeah, and actually
1: mm. now we're doing twice a week until the show. So, well, and
2: you, you guys,
0: know, that's good.
1: Discipline
2: makes everything. I'm oh, running through
0: the set every day myself.
2: I've not met your drummer, but I'm assuming all three of you have jobs. Not, yeah, it's it's down not down. just music, you know what I mean? You're not basing your... So it's really, really hard to not only work around those jobs, but you have families, you have this, you have yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. To be able to do that. We we played so much as a band that like, practicing is those shows where people don't come out. Yeah. So like, hopefully you guys get to the point where you feel like, you know, it's very, very crucial to have those practices where you want to work on something new. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But hopefully you guys get to that. And I, I really want to see that in you guys, because not knowing you for very long, but we're musicians. We want to be able to play music, whether it's to be successful for the rest of our life, or at least to taste that success. Whether it's mm. five people screaming our names, or people being like, "Yeah, you guys are kick ass." You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. We want to. We want to taste that as musicians.
0: Well, so, I've been in bands for a while. Within our power, plug within our power. Who's that? Oh, uh, that's another band I'm in.
2: So you're in multiple bands. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah.
0: It's, uh more of like a progressive metal.
2: I couldn't do that, man. I really couldn't do that. So, so like, props on you. Because it's two completely different genres that you're playing in with this band and the other band, so right? So
0: are
3: you mixing for the other band as well?
2: Uh,
0: trying to, but it's a slow process. Is that more case. of a
3: collaborative, uh, collaborative effort
0: for sure, the other band? For sure, for sure. And they're, you know, okay. they got their own lives and stuff. So,
2: so as a guitar player, mm. who are your influences as guitar players? Uh, Claudio
0: Sanchez, for sure.
2: Mm. For those of you that for, for those that don't know. like He's from uh, Coding Cambria. There you
0: go. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, I knew that, but I'm just saying, to the average listener.
0: Yes. Check them out. They are great. Uh, Kyle Young. Gass, Tenacious D, Yvette Young, and uh, I don't know a lot of individual guitarists, but for well, sure like that whole math rock vibe. Well, what yeah, about you? But see, Julie? math
2: rock kind of threw me off. By math rock, what do you mean by math rock? Because I don't think I've ever heard, Tristan, have you heard? Yeah. I've not.
3: definitely associated with Tool, for sure. What? Yeah, for sure. I like feel the like whole lateral metal. Yeah, they're yeah, definitely, they, they definitely are, but like they get associated with the whole math metal because s- of the whole Shub- Fibonacci lateralis I mean, bullshit. So,
2: so as a guitar player, not that because we'll, we'll get to you, and I don't want to interrupt what you're about to say, but you said her brother taught you guitar. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, I mean, was there any guitar players before you learned how to play guitar that you saw that was like, hey, well, guitar really means something to me. I should probably I try got to do so that. So
0: into the like metalcore style. The open D, the that kind of the ripping? really
2: yeah, the very I don't want to say simple, but simple. Uh, it's just aspect. so fun to play.
0: Yeah, so if you're to a play. metal guitarist, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's simple if you're used to like you know super but fast shredding. But it's very shredding. punk at the same time. I love punk rock.
1: Yeah, we definitely try to go back I to that in our music, music now. And that's, when
3: you look at a lot of that metal in that view, it makes a lot more sense. But at the same time, I don't know. That's that's really
2: really funny because not that. You're always going to play what you're influenced by. Mm. But when I hear your guys' music, I don't hear punk rock at all.
3: No, honestly, yeah, that's that's very true. I don't hear that at so all. So then
2: do you just I hear play, a lot of
3: more eclectic vibes.
2: Mm. Yeah, I know what you mean, but like you're a bass player. So like are you mainly a bass player? Do you play other instrument? Like do you play guitar or do you just play bass or?
1: Yeah, I play guitar, but no, not for the band. But with that
2: being said, do you consider yourself a bass because like when somebody asked me, I'm a guitar player. I mean, I'm a singer, but I'm a guitar player. So when somebody asks you, are you a guitar player or are you a bass player? Not that you just play bass for this band, but if you're asked that question, are yeah. you a bass player?
1: Um, I mean, every band I've been in, I've been a bass player, but I would consider myself a multi-instrumentalist, definitely. Okay. I don't think there's one instrument but that I identify more with than another.
2: As a bass player, do you have anybody like singularly that you would be influenced by?
1: Not necessarily. Yeah?
2: So like, just musical... I guess influences, who would they be for you then? If you're not just like, you play bass in the band, but like if you're just listening to like music that you really are influenced by and like, hey, that makes me want to play music, who would it be?
1: Radiohead, for sure. That was my big inspiration back in high school. That was, you know, and not like... You know, if you've ever listened to Radiohead, you've heard Creep, you know, but every other song that they have is 100% different, so I'm definitely oh, not...
2: Well, I 100% different. agree with you on that. Creep is not Radiohead. <laughs> they uh, are. Creep definitely... is like the hit for Radiohead. <laughs> but I like
1: it. the song. I like the song. It's don't not a bad wrong.
2: song, but yeah, it, doesn't, it doesn't identify as Radiohead, the rest of their material. Mm. Yeah. They
3: have so much different material, too, though. They, like, span early EDM vibes, honestly. Oh, yeah, and that's, that's some of
1: my favorite stuff. Same thing stuff. with
3: Nine Inch Nails.
1: But I don't have one genre. I mean, I you're, definitely rock, but you know Radiohead. But then I like to go more pop punk too. You know, Bayside, Green Day. Uh, you know, okay. <laughs> I have a very. I listen to rap too. I you know. No, my, yeah, I, I absolutely love more rap lately. Like you were saying, I make my own. I make my own beats too. So yeah. I like to you know. And I feel help like, and I talked that.
2: to Tristan about this on the way over here, and he can he can attest to that. But like, I told him like we got to kind of think of some questions to ask these people to where it's not just like you're – You're just regular run-of-the-mill like, hey, what kind of music do you play? Where are you from? from? And it's like, uh, Hendrix is my biggest influence on guitar. Like That's the reason I play guitar. I saw Jimi Hendrix play, and I'm like, oh, well, I don't want to be an insurance salesman. I want to play guitar. Right. But I don't play like Hendrix. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like at the end of the day, I feel like even though I love the Beatles, I don't sound like the Beatles. Right.
0: Dude, yeah, you do. I think it's just I just think where I'm coming from. You get more like, influence from it. Than I'm a guitarist. I'm just trying to like make a make good music and and
1: stuff that we vibe. Bring with. a good yeah vibe. Well, yeah, with, vibe no a good. Yeah, feel good you you when take you're playing pieces it. from every artist that you listen to and combine it into something cohesive that's yeah. your own thing. Yeah. Basically,
2: that's my point as yeah. what I was trying to get to like just because I love Hendrix doesn't mean that I'm going to tell anybody that I sound like Hendrix. Yeah, right. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, I feel like we sound like ourselves. Like that's what we sound like. We're we're a band and we sound like our band. That's such a nice sentiment.
3: So what are you guys' plans for the future?
0: Just keep playing shows and I'm gonna get started writing again. On another piece, actually, I don't know how you write, but I like to write with a concept in mind because it helps. Like, it helps me write out the lines and like be more invested in singing it. Like, oh, this is like a I don't yes, know. So you're with, saying it's
3: more of a project than it is because you're more invested into like Americana
0: type yes, style writing. And I you, love that style as well.
3: Look at yeah, but look at your like you showed me that song about your kids and stuff, but and that was way more. Americana style. Yeah, and we're singing
1: about like demons entering a portal, and
3: there's a huge.
0: It's a huge thing because I like it more of a concept. I like to come. uh, I listen to music more for like escapism, and I feel like some people listen to music more to like connect with it like emotionally but yeah. for me I'm just doing it to like so, I want to go watch a Michael Bay movie instead of a Steven Spielberg movie okay <laughs> that's where I'm coming
1: that but makes it, sense it can be taken in other you know you, all music is how you interpret it you know so that's what
2: I was trying to this get at true. where he had said like we're, we're I don't know who it was but one of you said you were like was it you said you're writing a song about demons one of you guys yeah <laughs> yes. so like I feel demons. like music is interpretation 100% mm. you know what I mean um I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Like to think out of like an incredible song that you like. You think you know what it's about. Um, Like "Brown-eyed Girl" by Van
0: Morrison. Like "Foster the". You know, pumped up kicks. Pumped up the kicks. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's one, always the, the example. <laughs>
2: very, very different meanings. And I've read very many. But like to you, it could mean something different for me. Just same as your original music. Like yeah. just because you wrote it about this,
3: stairway. Doesn't
2: mean that somebody can't interpret it this way, which it's not a bad thing because it means it connected with somebody. For sure.
0: The concept, I just use it as a tool to write badass yeah. shit. No, I'm no not I understand like, what you know.
2: mean. Yeah.
3: So you uh, probably play off that Coheed influence then yes. by that because. Mm. Uh, from one of my playstation friends described me that they write albums in very conceptual ways they take very long concepts and span them throughout yeah, and a, that's, several albums that's right.
1: kind of progressive rock in a whole right. i love there, that you know? kind of stuff i, I really it. do
3: i just love having more to dig into uh, it I mean, is it's not just music it is more to the lyrics it's more to what's going on
1: yeah you were asking as like an overall concept for a band but i think really one of the most important things that we stand behind is uh fluidity in our music because we all like different stuff. We all have different ideas of what's good in music, but you know, we have this overall concept that is to be one way interpreted, like you said, but you know, to for other people to interpret it a different way is really important to us as well.
2: Well you Hmm. all bring something to that proverbial table. Yeah. And whether it makes sense, it fits. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, Because, like, I am the youngest person in my band. I've got two guys that are in their 60s. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, very different influences I would get. I mean, not that we li- don't listen to the same genres of music, because I love that classic rock, that Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, that Jimi Hendrix, that Neil Young, all that stuff. But, like, we're influenced by different things, because it's different time, different place. So you guys all bring your own thing to the table, which makes – it's almost like baking a cake. That's what I always test to be in a band to be. Because if if it's too much sugar, if it's not enough this, if it's not enough that, then it doesn't make that perfect cake. But to be able to have equal influences and to come to a band and bring your own thing, that's what makes it the cake. You know what I mean? And,
1: you, and you know, the- our cake is kind of like a fruit cake. Uh, <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> all fruit kinds cakes. of shit. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense.
2: I'm not going to hate on that at all whatsoever.
1: I think Curtis kind of wants to talk about the uh, concept of the, oh, the actual man. story behind. No, but it's very interesting. I think you should talk about it. <laughs> Something I do
0: want to bring up is like with all these singles, like everyone just releases SoundCloud singles. What she was talking about flow earlier reminds me of like, I like to construct EPs and albums to flow in between songs. I don't like it when it's just one song. And then when you're listening to an album front to back, I like to do that. Uh, and then it's jarring yeah. from one song to another. It's kind of a, uh, whoa. You know what I
1: mean? Yeah, we stick with the concept and we reprise certain riffs. I don't know if you mm. do that in your music yeah, at all. Yeah,
2: he does that
0: all the fucking time.
3: Throwbacks, he a callbacks. Yeah. 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 Dude, see, I think a, we all do subconsciously. It's right? so yeah.
2: fucking crazy to like hear the somebody. Oh, like, use me, sing. <laughs>
3: that's almost oh, but like. but you're a, talking about cover well, music. Well, like, kind of. But at the same time, you said you had a ghost of me reprised, correct?
2: We had a reprise. But that's on the album, meaning like. Ghost of You is like one of the first tracks on the album, and at the very end of the album, we come back into that riff. Yeah, it's the same kind of stuff. I don't think so.
1: It's a way more uh, complex. Thing you guys are that. writing a,
2: a basically a concept about one main idea, almost right? Is yep. that what I'm getting? Like at? a narrative, like a narrative, exactly. Yeah. So, like they're writing original music. You're talking about me making medleys. No, but I mean, even, you, can you can only riff in a pentatonic scale so much, you know?
0: You can only riff, there's only so many riffs you can One, know. three,
1: five, all day, so every day, baby. I'm not,
2: I'm not a great lead guitar player, but I've learned enough blues scales to know like, oh, we're in that key, let me go right here and I will play everything <laughs> that will sound all right. No and Tristan can box. attest to that. Yeah, for sure. Tristan's not like, Josh, you're such a good lead guitar player. He's like, man, the rhythm sounds really good. But like, I know what to play when I need to play. You and play a
3: really good blend of stuff.
2: Yeah, and I feel like that's just because I listen to so much music. Not you don't this overplay is, leads ever, though.
3: I think well, you guys are tight. You're tight. That's because
2: I can't overplay leads. You know what I mean? I don't think so, you should
0: in your band, though. You got all those. You got those old guys. Old guys play
2: tight. So it's, you know what I mean? it's so yeah, funny because we talked Warren's about this. Nuts. He's fucking. We talked tight, about this in dude. an earlier podcast. Like I'm twenty seven. So like when I was like 18 and I was like, Oh, I need to start a band, I need to play music. I was like, Mm. let me find some other eighteen year olds to play Mm, music with. And then I quickly realized that like all these older guys that I play with now have all that experience. They have all that wisdom that I wouldn't have with people my age. And not that I'm saying that because you guys are all around the same age, right? I mean, you're all in your twenties for the most part. Oh, yeah. We're all in So, so like, yeah. So there's like a 35 year difference between Me and two of the guys in my band, but they bring so much knowledge to the table, you know what I mean? Not to talk about myself, because like I said, but it's a different aspect for where I played in bands when I was in high school, you know what I mean? And we were all kind of learning. Not that you guys are learning, but I'm just saying like... You're always learning. Yeah, that's like the whole
1: journey as a musician. I'd like to think that, you know, there's definitely people who can pick up an instrument and immediately be better at it than somebody else. But I don't think that matters in the grand scheme of things when you have people who are working diligently hard to be better. And then as you go through the years, you know, you've got 60 years of life behind you. you got at least 40... Fifty years of practice, sixty years of practice. Uh,
2: years of you
1: practice. got a few years on me. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about your yeah. bandmates, so, but you but know, I digress.
2: <laughs> it's um, no, it, it's funny because it's like you you never know as far as music goes. Like this day and age, music's kind of, and I I, I really because there's a lot of music out though that's we'll say popular music, not just pop music, but that are that are they're big. That's like you compare it to your. Not, I don't know how much you guys I know you say you listen to different music or like different genres but like I listen to a lot of that 60s and 70s rock and roll you know what I mean it's a very different time in music compared to that mm. than what it is nowadays look at just the if, 80s
3: man the 70s even and the, the 80s, 80s bro they're like you can look at a four-year difference in music and it's completely yeah, different
1: 2010 music compared to now yeah well it's like when this I was in true.
2: high school Tristan you're 24.
3: Yeah, no, no, no. Twenty three. Yeah, 23. we just, we were talking about this earlier that yeah, I'm twenty three and you're what? what twenty eight now? I'm
2: I'll be twenty eight. But my point is, is like what I listened to in high school is even though it was just a few years off, it's very, very different, very different than what he listened it to. It kind of spanned off
3: of what he he had pop punk and we had more of an emo style. Yeah, type I was listening to Fall Out Boy. And he's listening to Asking Alexandria. Like Sandra, you know, oh yeah. Two different
2: things. They kind
3: of almost spanned off of each other, but at the same time, like you see how quickly things can influence each other and change.
2: So. What's your what's your writing process like? Is it because you're the singer and you're the guitar player, mm-hmm. what do you like is it you guys get together and you write or is it you bring something to the table and then you show it to them and they kind of put it together?
0: Um, we always jam, but most of the writing comes from me just rocking out on my acoustic guitar or my looper pedal and then I come up with a couple of riffs that I like that th- I think sound good, then I'll throw them on the garage band, add a beat, bring it to the guys, She'll add bass. Chris will like mess with the beat, or she'll mess with the beat. And um, yeah, then I'll throw in vocals. Vocals is always last. So have you come up with any songs from just jamming yet?
3: Like, have you comprised any songs from just you guys all getting <laughs> together and jamming yet? I think yet? so.
1: Well, what about, uh, fuck you, anonymous oh, name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. We made this once and we were hammered drunk. And we okay. were just jamming, and I uh, had the acoustic guitar, and I came up with this song, like, Go Go Power Rangers. She played a bass line, the bump, 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 bump. And then I was yeah. like, oh, shit. And then that shit with Tammy Marple uh, from the courthouse. Okay. okay. And then I was like, oh, shit. And I don't know her. We no don't thanks, know her. No offense, whatever. Oh, but gosh. I came up with this thing. I was like, fuck you, Tammy Marple. <laughs> like, Power Rangers. Yeah, that makes and sense. And I literally just was crying, laughing. And then they ran to go get a pizza or something, and I was literally just sitting in there, uh, and I was just like jamming that out, and I was like, I can't wait till they get back. I'm going to show them Fuck You, Tammy Marple, and it's going to be great. <laughs> <It's>
1: <laughs> okay. so, it's also so. Sexy Gorgon, sorry. No,
2: oh, yeah, Sexy it. Gorgons
0: came from a, just a straight jam. So
2: it's funny because people have – obviously people have different ways that they write. Uh, I don't really have the opportunity to get together with the band and write. So it's usually me writing something and then showing it to the band like I kind of brought to you earlier about how you write. Mm-hmm. And lyrics are very, very, very – I can't tell you how much it is important to me. Not that my lyrics are like, "Oh my God, do you hear this?" And he's like, "He's a just a lyricist, soul man. He's a Bob Dylan. And, <laughs> he's a and, poet." And, but not that it's like that. But like, I, I tend to write these lyrics, and then once I have these lyrics down, then I start playing around on the guitar. Mm. So it's opposite for you, for sure. Yeah, and Be- I don't know if that comes with like the the genre. It's the same for
0: me though too. I love
2: I love, I love writing.
0: Random bits of poetry or whatever, but it's it very rarely will it translate to a music music to, yeah, to fit with I'll a the riff that way. I come up with. So it's like I kind of have to write with the melody in my mind. So I'll like hum a melody to an acoustic guitar, and then I'll be like, "How does this make me feel?" And then I'll take that, and then I'll go with the melody and plug in words that like correspond with. So how.
2: then, as a musician, do you walk around? Because a lot of people say like they'll although oh, they'll hear something like lyrics wise and they write it down instantly or they'll hear something guitar wise and they'll kind of like mimic that and that way they can kind of remember what they, they were hearing. Yeah. Do you as a guitar player and as a lyric writer, cause are you writing the main lyrics? or Is everybody writing the lyrics? I'm writing the lyrics. You're writing the lyrics. So do you hear these lyrics coming to you or do you hear these guitar riffs and you're like, Oh my goodness, I got to find that on a guitar.
0: Literally it's me with my headphones on listening to the, you know, the the track that we got, usually we have the drums, bass, guitar. If there's any keyboard MIDI, we have that. And then I'll just be listening to it, and I'll have a melody in my head, and then I'll be thinking, how does this make me feel? Where does this fit into the concept of the story? And then with all that, thinking about all that, that's when I plug in the words to, like, fit whatever melody I have. That
2: makes sense. I mean, to each of their own? Yeah. You know, you write a different way than I write, but I understand what you mean by like how you feel when you write something. Mm. To me, it's it's kind of the same way, but it's reversed. Mm. To whereas I will write these lyrics, and I'm like, how do I feel? Does this coincide with like a minor, or yeah. does this coincide with like a major? You know what I mean? See,
3: that makes sense to me though too, because you have a backwards aspect of it. Like, um,
2: well, it's not backwards necessarily. I feel for like mine's more but, backwards you know, for
0: you. For yeah, for me, it's I guess it's
3: but backwards, it's the same exact everybody thing. I feel
2: like you guys.
0: I feel like my way is a little bit more backwards because, like, in the beginning, we didn't have all these computers like and recording equipment to like have your shit. You just have to have your acoustic guitar and then be jamming. Well, and then, how does this make me feel? It also makes words. complete
3: sense to me that, you know you know what I mean? You're either talking about a melancholy or, you know, the more happier subject. You pick major, minor, and, mm-hmm. you know, you go from there. I kind of see how you write. That makes complete sense to me.
2: Yeah. So, mm-hmm. with that being said, you guys have sent us two That's right. original songs off the EP. Mm hmm. Two singles that we got up on our SoundCloud right now. Two singles. Mm -hmm. We get the good stuff, guys. That's (laughs) it. We get the singles. So we're going to lead into the first one here. What's it called? Uh, The Gates. The Gates. So the first one's going to be the the title track. So you're going to hear this one first, guys. And here we go.
3: So
0: we just heard the gate from... There, there will, will be, be gorgons. gorgons.
2: Is there any particular thing that you wrote this about? Or do you not want to share what you no, wrote No, we can about? talk
0: about that. It's fucking pretty sweet. Basically, at this point in the story, the main character is like a government scientist, okay? And he's working on portal technology. But he totally fucks up, kind of like Stranger Things. And he accidentally opens, but the gate is like fucking 100 stories high, like a 1,000 feet in the air. And demons are just pouring out and just starting to slaughter everybody. But the first verse is about like this guy who's like, yo, fuck it. Let, get my gun. We're going to slaughter some demons because yee yee. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. We got our lifted F 150. We got a couple AR 15s. Let's get it. And then he realizes, oh shit, because these demons are like, have supernatural
2: powers that we don't quite understand. So, like wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say, like, to somebody that didn't know that, I feel like they should probably rewind the podcast and listen to it again with that, because like, that's such a...
0: That's definitely insight for sure.
3: You don't necessarily get that from the song.
2: Absolutely.
0: Well, it's like... Do you ever listen to that Marilyn Manson interview where he's like, Uh, He's like, you know, people ask me what my music's about, and I'm more interested to hear what you think it's about. about,
3: Yeah. You
2: know, I've never seen that interview, but I understand that completely. But at the same time, we all have like that reasoning, or we feel like there's a reasoning or or a uh, position that we hold behind a song. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean?
3: But that's definitely like a story. You know what I mean? That's really cool that you've invested in such a concept for your music. It's not as fleshed out as it
0: sounds. I'm still like working on it, but that's how it goes, though, man.
1: And, you know, it that concept is able to be interpreted like we were saying. It's, sure. you know, and it's music. a battle. Yeah. It, yeah, I'm it sure really Sure, we're is. talking about demons coming out, but, I mean, everyone battles in their life. Like, from System.
2: Everybody has different demons.
1: Yeah, mm. exactly. System <laughs> always
3: asks, you know, what do you think System of a Down means?
2: Exactly. Mm. So, where are you guys, for those of you that don't know who you are, that are listening, where are you guys, like, where would you say your base, your home base is out of? Clarksburg. Clarksburg. Really? That's tough. There's a lot of crack addicts and fucking heroin addicts you got to fight <laughs> it's on. It's my inspiration
0: world. for the demons.
1: <laughs> Not yeah. a big music scene. That's McDonald's back there. No music a, scene.
0: You know, it's a the shame burgers. because honestly, or the downtown mark. Clarksburg has a lot of potential. There's it does. loads of awesome buildings. I and really,
2: does. I hate to say this because I lived in Clarksburg for all oh, about six years total. Um, You know where Dairy Queen is? Yes. You yes. know where the old Billy's Bar is across the street? Yes. So yes. I lived in the, the apartment. apartment. Above the, there's a gun shop right beside it.
1: Oh my. That's I lived in the rough. apartment
2: above it, for, but it wasn't Billy's then, it was B. So I know Clarksburg very well. When I met my ex-wife, she had a house behind WI, so I was up on the hill in Clarksburg. Oh my. I lived there, so like when I was doing, because we'd all kind of talked about Main Street Cafe, hmm. when I was doing open mic nights there, I would literally drive .5 miles down a hill to get to open mic. So I know Clarksburg well, and let me, I don't want to mean this in any certain way and I don't want you guys to take it in any certain way, but like how do you feel about labeling as your band as Clarksburg? Proud. Yeah?
0: Yeah, I think it's bad to like run away from where you're from.
2: No, I don't yeah, you I'm know, not trying it doesn't to say define that at me. All. It's because just, who else oh, I taking that
0: name though, really.
1: Exactly.
2: Nobody.
3: Fuck and, it. You and you that know. was our thing with Crater. Well for that's yeah. what
2: sucks about music is is it's not music in general, but like the Clarksburg area. Think about even to five years ago to 10 years ago, there was so much more activity music-wise for in sure. the Clarksburg area. Now there's there's like two places that you can really play. And yeah.
0: like- mm, for sure, the venues are definitely lacking, but I would say that there's loads of... Awesome independent artists that are absolutely
3: in, Clark- and, that live in Clarksburg. And, and I've
2: a, said this before. Go ahead, Tristan.
3: And honestly, speaking from what we did in Crater and whatnot, I would have to say it's probably from personal act, you know, activity. Like, no one's going out and making the incentives to make these places venues, and it kind of sucks. Yeah, wow. it's just I hard. When we you, should,
0: you know, you, the artists who are the artists supposed yes, to be the businessmen because though. they have no money, and it's like we just want a venue to play. Yeah. Well, there are, what's that one venue in Clarksburg that's like you have to go up the stairs and it's like an abandoned place? You know what I'm talking about? I saw one band there. That was like the last show I saw. You're talking
2: about the, band, the, the place beside Main Street Cafe? Yes. Yeah. And you
0: have to go up the stairs. Tim
2: Genalazi owns that. I'm not sure what exactly the name. They shot that After L- Atlas yes. video. I'm not sure what that is. But what I was getting to was like, you think about 10 years ago, right? Well, 15, whatever. Billy's was there. You would drive a little bit further into town. The Ordinary was on Main Street. Ordinary's not there anymore. Kelly's would be right around the corner. Yeah, and Kelly's used to be, was a big spot, man. It used to be the fifth floor. Now it's Policanos, which is what Kelly's is, moved over to Policanos. The Eagles Club, to each their own. There's a lot of people that go to the Eagles Club. There was a lot of places in Clarksman. Knuckleheads was right across the bridge going into to Glen Elk. Like There was a lot of places to play. Where now is the only places that are open anymore – or the old fifth floor, which is Policanos, the guys that owned or the guy that owned Kelly's has it now. Mm. And the Eagles Club. There's nothing else in yeah, Clarksburg anymore. Much.
0: I'll be straight up honest though. That that venue above where Main Street used to be, that place is fucking cool as shit. It's got the paintings on the wall. I've
2: definitely it's been like, there. Yeah, like I've never they seen could, a show They there. could
0: have like if they were cranking out shows there every other weekend. I mean, I don't know how much you know. Probably it's make some cash, that, you probably about promoting that though. It really is. Yeah, but you got to keep consistency. Listen, key, as much know? as.
3: You said Joe's a character, man. Look at what he did, dude. He pretty much promoted every fucking one of those Crater shows. And for four shows, it turned into what the Main Street Cafe was. And I
0: loved that Main Street Cafe back in It then. really was, That's man. Lit. It was a huge music well, venue for a long
3: time in Clarksburg. Here's
2: my thing, and I think it's very, very obvious. Us as as musicians are very, very worried about what the state of music can become mm. after all this COVID and the coronavirus thing happens. Nobody else is worried about it. Yeah. yeah, there's for not real. like as a people bar. People don't think about it as a bar band that that mostly plays in bars or music venues. Like people aren't contacting us and saying, "Hey, yeah. we're going to be back open. You need to play." They're not worried about that.
0: That's why I love what you're doing with the uh, Crooked Fest,
2: and that's what we have. This do, podcast
0: getting shows out. Come to the Bristol July 11th. We have a show there with. Yeah, royalty and... You know, absolutely. Plug anything
2: that you guys have because I feel like as a band, it's really... I I don't do it, but other bands do it. You know, whatever you want to do. It's kind of hard to plug a different show at a different venue when you're playing a show at a different venue. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? But this is exactly what this is for. Not only did I want to bring you guys on because you are playing Crooked Fest... Hmm. But because you're local musicians, yep, you've got a story to tell. You've got something to say, and that matters. so why exactly why not have a place to say it where people are going to hear it, rather than just you, you know, saying it.
1: Yeah, and we really appreciate you bringing us on here. You know, we just started up this idea seven months ago, like we said, and you know, it's taken a little bit to get off the ground, and it's definitely nice to have somebody that's like minded and has a different platform that we can work together It's with, a you different
3: know? vision in West Virginia, man. We have like no well, music I, scene. It's so well, sporadic. Everyone has their – there's a we, music scene, we, but it's so individualized. Mm. People run their own things. It's, it's not, not this that. collective scene. It's
2: not that. We have a music scene. It's metal bands that play on shows with six other metal bands that don't get paid. Mm-hmm. And then there's yeah, the scene where it has, it's a bunch Facts. of country artists. And yeah. then Morgantown, and that's and pretty much it. No, Morgantown's not a music venue, buddy. But, dude, what are you talking about? Take it from a guy that plays music for a living. Morgantown's not a music venue. Vi- no, no, not for that not scene. scene. There's no
3: there's, scene. Yeah, there's EDM there. I promise.
0: I get yeah, pretty lit in Morgantown listening to some music. Who,
2: who, who did I one, see in last 123 Pleasants, time. man. Who did I Main Street. Street? Time at one, two,
0: three. Dude, Space I go one, two, 3 almost Jesus fucking... every other weekend.
2: But, but here's what I'm trying to say There's a lot of shit going As on. As a mind. musician, have you ever played at 123? No. I have, and I'm not going to say any Ha but it, yeah, I, I I've played Morgantown. I've played a lot of the venues in Morgantown. M- Morgantown's not the place to be in West Virginia. Right. Yeah. For it depends kind of what your aspects are. Like, but even I, for
3: EDM, it's not that kind of place, really. Well,
2: I play music for a living, so yeah. not only is the money important, but at the end of the day, like I'm doing what I love. Mm. But like Morgantown, Morgantown so, doesn't have that bar scene, though. It's so cracked up. Like everybody talks about, oh Morgantown, this Morgantown, that. It's
0: just the best we got, though.
2: Well, I don't yeah, agree. but
3: it's, it's bigger for metal scenes
2: and it's yeah. bigger for EDM Somebody,
3: than it is for you know.
2: We had asked we had another musician on the American podcast not long stuff. ago, and that episode may be coming out later or before. But we asked him kind of like what his favorite town in the state was that he plays. Mm. To me, it's not a state. It's not. It's not like a a, a city in the state. Mm. It's different places. It's a venue all over the state. It's a certain venue mm. because I don't feel like any town holds that one gusto. For sure. I mean there's a lot of places in like the Charleston and Huntington area, but like you hear mixed signals about certain places, so you don't know what to believe unless you get down there and do it yourself. Have you played The Strand? The Strand's one of my favorite places yeah. to play yeah, in the entire state. To play. So what were your
3: what was your guys' favorite place to play so far? Like, uh, between
2: your guys's. Well, regardless, any place that you've ever played in the state. I really enjoy the Brewstool.
1: The Brewstool is the best friendly atmosphere for having a good time, but pay-wise, I think the Strand was definitely a combination of friendliness, uh, you know, a nice place, and, you know. I
2: feel like as local musicians – as, as somebody that's not on that grander scale that's making these buku bucks, right. it's really hard to talk about money. You mm. know what I mean? Because I've had these great experiences and great crowds at these bars that pay us next to nothing. And then I've had these that's really horrible. good crowds and great experiences that pay us a good bit of money. But it's not going to be like that every time.
0: Yeah, I'd love to talk about monetization with your music because it's like... It is interesting, like, how, how should you go about it because you don't want to corrupt your art or whatever. But it's like... I'm trying to... Th- Think You'd about have getting to be into merch.
3: Yeah, man. No, like, yeah, yeah like, well, be.
0: it's it's you know it's just for fun right now. Really, I think the band. that's
3: where a lot of bands reside is on merchandise to merch really merch, get them yeah. through. Well, they don't sell their music, man. It's not thing. about the music. It's about you know selling I, their image, which isn't isn't <laughs> a
1: bad thing.
2: I've always said that like it's really hard for you to build a following somewhere else. Yeah, when people where you're from don't care who you are. Yeah. Yes, that's a, great, the, that's a great point. That's a you know the what biggest mean? struggle
1: of being from you this know what area. I mean? yeah. Like, so many it people really are is.
2: preoccupied with everything else. Like, think about this. Like really Especially think here, it, man. Like, I, I have Netflix, I have Hulu, I have PlayStation Network, I have all these things. So, what makes me want to go watch a band exactly. and pay money to drink double? You know, Mm -hmm. then what I'm going to pay at the grocery store to come home and drink. But like, it's, it's like people don't understand. And like, I really want to get that out to people. Even as you guys being local musicians, like there's still a scene here and people just overlook it so much. And it's, it's, it's a shame. It's really is a shame.
3: I don't even think alcohol would necessarily derive much as like your audience as opposed to your audience. Like when you look at metal artists, you don't see necessarily as much like beer consumption as shit. When you look at like more um, folk and country. Right. That's not necessarily true, but at the same time, you would you understand what I'm saying? Like, it definitely dictates what you're going by. Like, bars are way more.
2: Well, let me tell inclined you, inclined to hire bands like you. Let me tell you like this. For instance, Crooked Fest, right? Mm-hmm. We play. Like I told you, we played over hundred times last year, the whole entire calendar year. Yeah. So by putting these eight bands on the festival, my big view of the whole thing is like, why wouldn't I try to get a more people to come out but be exposure for different artists because whether they're there to hear you and they hear somebody else and they're like oh my goodness I really like these guys too or whether they're here that they hear that other person and they hear you guys and they appreciate you or exactly. any band that's involved
3: that's how all festivals
2: Why would yeah but why wouldn't you want to do that
3: yeah, yeah, you find great music when you go to the music festival, and there's nothing here, man. Music. There really isn't. That you I know went of. to. Uh, I've talked about the Pigeons for Ping Pong festival. Pigeons, yeah, they're that great. festival for a minute, and that's the only one that I can think uh, of that isn't uh, Jamboree in the Hills. That's
0: it. Like big something. I brought you. I said this. We talked uh, to the about mic. That earlier. Yeah. Big Something had a festival. It was so much fun. Literally, the best, most fun I've ever been, you know, had at a show. So good.
2: Well, okay. if you if you think about it really in depth, there's not too many musicians, music wise, that have made it out of the state. There's become, not at all. Yeah, I feel like with the is,
0: internet, you can get your message out, or you know. And for me, it's like I'd love to make this my career.
3: But even I'd then, like, to, like you don't just, see it leave the state too much, really. Well,
2: like I was saying, there's there is the Bill Withers that yeah. got really big there yeah, for it's my brothers,
3: man. But you don't know they're from. You don't know they're from West Virginia.
2: You do. Trust me, you do. Oh, I do. Uh, John Denver's from West Virginia, right, guys? He's not. I don't <laughs> think he's from. No. No, I don't think he's from Come West on. Virginia. Brad Paisley's from West Virginia. Brad Paisley's, whether Brad's you like country or not, he's a really great guitar player. I mean, Randy I think Byzantine? the reality is
0: this: Byzantine. Yes, that's the one anomaly. Exactly. I love Byzantine, but no, the, I think the reality of the average age in West Virginia is like over forty years old is going to like limit because. It's going to limit your
2: audience well, base exactly, but not to like consider or not to compare us yeah. to you guys. Oh yeah, but we play that class. We do a lot of classic you rock covers, and the music that we play is you very don't. southern classic jam bandy music. And that's kind of oh, what yeah. I was. Exp-
3: yeah. That's uh, I guess what I was trying to speak on, when, as opposed to like Morgantown. Like you would probably do a lot better off of Morgantown than you would. You wouldn't see like a lot of college kids are going but to like you, overlook what you're doing as you opposed would, to yeah. older folks, you but you, know you what I wouldn't
2: mean? think that is what I've said. And, and you've brought this point up, yeah, before.
3: that's true. Especially, have said the this way in WVU prior podcasts. Is, you you would think, think about Morgantown, right?
2: So, Morgantown students, party jam really, bands, and stuff like that, unless they really got it well off, like they don't have money, they yeah. smoke a lot of dope, but like you know what I mean,
3: there's music at the drug fest, it's literally been top <laughs> five party school as long as I've been alive.
2: It absolutely has. But that doesn't mean they're going out to bars and listening to bands and party.
3: Exactly. It's a completely different thing now. Now it used to be like that. Like so, you know, when my uncles and stuff were in college, it was like that.
2: We've got a second song that we're gonna play by you guys. But before yes. we get to that, like what's your what's your big picture? What's your what's your outlook of all this stuff? Like what do you want to do with this? I know you said that you would like to play music full time. And sure. I would assume as, as a musician, you would like to do that too. One hundred
1: percent. But mm. like
2: what do you what do you see this as? Not that I'm saying that you can't because I'm not saying that, but like what do you what are you building on? What do you think this can become? What do you want it to become?
0: I would love this to become something that evolves into multiple albums with maybe the concept of the album turning into some sort of physical media like a comic book or a movie or a TV show or something like that. But those, you know, grandiose thoughts.
1: Coaching those love, comic books, right?
0: They do. I would just love to play more shows and yeah. spread more good vibes.
1: Meet more people.
0: Meet more people. Network. Make, honestly, if I could just barely skate by
1: playing music,
0: <laughs> that would be better than making loads of money doing something I, you know, I just don't But models. I
2: see, I, I think that being a true music lover and a musician, mm. that's what it's about. Yep, for sure. Because yeah. like, if you can reach that one person every time that you play, and it's a different person, like that's what you're out there for. Yeah, you want to have somebody come up to you after a show and be like, "Hey, I really appreciate what you guys do." Exactly. And That's yeah. the most
1: rewarding. Who gives a
3: fuck if there's a hundred thousand people there? But yeah, of
1: course, everyone has dreams. You exactly. Know? If we took off and went big, we would not complain. <laughs> that would be incredible. Absolutely. But it's hard to have that line between reality and what you know. I'm not selling be.
2: out. I'm buying in. <laughs> that's, fair. Well, and it's that's like
3: that's a very not, good statement.
2: Not to touch on that because we're going to lead this into your next song before we say goodbye to everybody. But I haven't. West Virginia is a big country, soon, right? So mm-hmm. we we play a lot of cover music, but as a cover band, and Tristan can attest to this. If you hear us play, we play Britney Spears, for instance. Yeah, it's no, not yeah.
3: it's not a normal com- it's yeah, not a normal it's cover not what you expect not when you all.
2: hear it. So that's what I feel like music, as you had said earlier, is interpretation. Yeah. So we're interpreting it the way that we want to interpret it, but like we haven't come to the point where like, oh my goodness, we can make so much more money playing country. Hmm. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, I feel like music and being and being comfortable in yourself as a musician comes down to. Playing what you want to play and being comfortable doing that, instead of going out and being putting on this face for sure and saying, "Hey, this is what you guys enjoy. This is what you're going to hear." Not that you can't do that, right. but you don't want to do that twenty four seven. I'm not a good actor. I'm a really bad liar.
1: I think authenticity so. is probably one of the most important things about music. It's what makes a great artist unique and what you love about them. Absolutely. You know? It's like Especially Eminem. Love. You know? yes. Yes. Everybody loves Eminem. I
2: say that about rap music all the time. You can either tell that somebody knows what they're talking about or they're just talking. Period. Yeah. So with that being said, let's lead this into your guys' second single that we're going to drop off this album. When is it released officially? Sun, uh, Sunday.
1: June 21st.
2: June 21st. June 21st. So you might not hear this before the t- 21st, but it's going to be released on the 21st. Um, SoundCloud. Soundcloud. So the second We are song, gorgons. There will be gorgons, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: It's okay. That's on it. It's okay. <laughs> you were close. <laughs>
2: there are gorgons. No, it's next there. week on the show. We have a new co- No, I'm just kidding.
3: Um that's so every time.
2: week. <laughs> yeah, there will be Gorgons. What's the second song that we're gonna be dropping on this episode, guys? Yagua. which no, stands for the acronym. <laughs> acronym. Say the words.
1: It's you always get your way. All right, here we go. Let's listen to this,
2: guys. She's got a good way of getting
0: anything she wants out of me. Questioning. All My heart's greatest release, so I don't bother resisting.
2: guys, you just heard You Always Get Your Way by There Will Be Gorgons. And it's another Not single. Not We Will Be Gorgons. Not We Will Be, yeah, exactly. There Will Be Gorgons. It's another single off their album, their EP, that's going to be released on? June 21st. June 21st. We're recording this episode on June 19th, so this album's going to be re- re- released in just a few days. Um Any story or any reasoning behind this one?
0: Um Yeah, the general idea behind this one is like... You know, we have all been there where your significant other is like wanting you to do something, but you can't really, you're, you really probably shouldn't, like, say they want you to call off work, which is what this specific <laughs> song is about. They want you to call off work. So call off work, babe. Well, let's go do something. And you're like, no, I can't. But, you know, she's always going to get her way. But That's then right?
1: it kind of comes across like, you know, you go and do it, and then you have a good time afterwards. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what our song's about.
0: And then you realize that life is about memories, not about money.
1: And this song's kind of uh, important to me because this is the first thing I've ever uh experiment putting vocals into so you know i've always been pretty self-conscious about that but you know i'm excited for people to hear this one
2: well it's like i had told i believe it was dalton in a prior podcast and maybe released after maybe our schedule for releasing podcasts is like whatever Hmm. but i feel like when you're a writer or you're a singer or you anything when you're writing music you feel like this one's really good and this one's like eh, not so good it's a stepping stone Mm. it all leads you to that big idea that yeah. you're you're gonna put it to you. whether you pull from this song like a line or whether you like you you collaborate all these different songs that weren't good enough in air quotes mm, yes. and yes. made this big song like it's never i don't feel like you as a, as a musician as a writer you never have something that's bad you always have something that leads you to somewhere else
1: mm, for sure you know what cool. i mean yeah this is definitely the one we've been led to. I feel like <laughs> we were saying this is our '80s pop rock radio 80s hit. Pop rock.
0: <laughs> you know, I asked somebody from the '80s though, and they said that doesn't sound like the '80s. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I feel like I get '80s vibe. Millennials. When I, when I close my eyes and I hear this song, I see Hot Pink, Baby Blue, and mullets. Well, okay, and that's I all like I see. So it's '80s to me.
2: It's it's so it doesn't make sense for us, Tristan and I, to interpret what we hear. Please do. Yeah. But no, what I'm saying is, is like. We we our our grand scheme of things here is to have listeners, mm. so we want them to interpret what they hear, yeah. not be misconstrued by what we think it's about. You know what I mean. So that's why it's nice to hear it from straight from the horse's mouth. You know what I mean. For mm. sure. And, and um, you know, you said this is available on SoundCloud as of June twenty first.
0: So what you guys to SoundCloud tag by the way? It's it's this song is actually up now. It was released about a month ago. Uh, we're just there will be gorgons.
1: You can find us on Facebook and Instagram as well. We try yes, to keep it Twitter up to date. Well, so
2: basically, on. if you type in "there will be gorgons," you'll find it on any social a media platform. options. SoundCloud.
1: Okay. Yes. We
0: have a YouTube, SoundCloud.
1: We're looking to Facebook. getting onto us, you know, Spotify and so other platforms. So
0: before boys.
2: you guys leave, I can Sorry. help you out with that because that's what we did, and it's not as bad or as as, as tough as you would think. Um, so I'm glad you guys came on today. Thank you guys. Pleasure um, yeah, well. you know, to be here. You guys can hear these these this band uh, local as we're in the West Virginia. Area, I should say. And you're such a small state. At Crooked Fest as well. July 18th. Crooked Fest. Make sure if you don't know what we're talking about, you look it up on Facebook. Crooked Fest. Just type in Crooked Fest. You'll be able to find it. Um, You'll be able to hear them at Crooked Fest. You'll be able to hear them there. Check out their uh, EP that they're dropping on SoundCloud. And we appreciate them for being here today. And uh, as always, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you again next time. Bye.
3: This episode of The Music Dicks is brought to you by Thrax CBD, your number one Appalachian CBD supplier. They have top-quality products ranging from tinctures, topicals, gummies, gel caps, and more, ranging in strength from 25 to 1,000 milligrams. They have Hawaiian Haze, a raw flour containing 15.34% CBDA and less than 0.3% THC, which makes it compliant with all federal and state laws regarding the Industrial Hemp Act. You can find them on Facebook at facebook.com slash thraxcbd or on the web at thraxcbd.com.
0: Thrax CBD
4: is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Not intended for the use of anyone under the age of 18.